to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold pros. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, hey. Howdy, hey. 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 Um, <laughs> so we're here. We're here uh, for uh, part two of our awards Cold Bow Awards, second annual. Yeah. I've been thinking we, should, we probably should have made this four parts because <laughs> our award shows always go long. Our, oh, yeah. If we would just shut the hell up, <laughs> <laughs> then we wouldn't be here. Um, Double edged shorts. Sword, sword. Double edged shorts. Yeah. yeah. That's what Hipsling and Gunsters wears. My twice, nickname twice in, in high school, Double Edge Shorts. Um, <laughs> I thought it was porno. <laughs> Gorno. Oh, close enough. <laughs> uh, so thanks for coming, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm so, I mean, I, I, I kind of downloading. went nuts last time just talking about how much I love doing this. And we're, we're really getting excited. into season three, and I'm so freaking excited. Uh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing um, that Shaq meme where he has the nice warm sweater on. With the, with the cat. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yep. Um, uh, quick plug of our Patreon. Go to please uh, if you uh, if you feel like we deserve it, go go hit us up there. Um, donate whatever you feel we deserve. But uh, if you do, thank you very we much. We have tears, right? Like yeah. you, you can be a producer. Like yeah. a literal producer. We'll give you shout outs. We'll give you shout outs. We will person. say your name. This episode is brought to <laughs> you. From now by. on, I am not saying your name anymore. <laughs> except for you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, and, and we will start uh, providing some specific content for our Patreon uh, patrons. Yeah, we, we, um, we hinted so. at a lost episode last week. I, I really want people to like email us, uh, like our patrons. And we will start doing like a mailbag, like start reading their questions. Oh, yeah. That'd be uh, great. If you're a patron and you, you send us a question, we'll read it on air and answer it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ooh. Episode ideas. Ooh. Our patron can give us episode really, ideas. I'd be really nervous about answering questions that people ask me. Um, like, uh, personal, is, personal a, is a, a Pop Tart a ravioli? <laughs> or a hot dog a sandwich? If you deep fry it, yes. Of course. <laughs> Deep fried ravioli is my favorite. It's like old mama used to make in Italy. In the old country. Of course. All right. Should we just jump in? Let's get uh, let's get moving. We said um, jump in like 37 times. Because <laughs> it, it's like, a, it's like a, we're talking to ourselves like, hey, start. <laughs> yeah. Let's speaking, jump into it. Speaking of 37, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Watched that with Rory. Loved it. It was great. See, I know, I'm 37. Sorry, Ollie. Ollie old watched man, it with me. I'm not old. Ollie watched it with me, and he hated it. And then I quoted it to him, and he's like, "Okay," because <laughs> he he's the one. That, I never noticed his joke before, but he's pointed it out. He's one, two, five, three, my lord. Like King Arthur does not know how to count the yeah, three. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, the five of us, three, my lord. Right, three. There's probably three of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's great. It's great. Sorry." <laughs> 30, 37 yeah. it was you know and breakfast cereals anyway let's jump in I'm let's jump so. in <laughs> yeah it's great stuff i think the first award we part are going two. to let's give award shows. this one is called the best eye candy award so what movie and it's not looks, us we're not talking about ourselves well, of course not this although because that's something that i would clearly win this is um, this is a cinematography 
Yeah, it's what, kind what of, looks the best? What what movie <laughs> is the one that looks aesthetically the best, pleasing to eyeballs? So what what are the nominations? Okay, let's see. Nominations. We have. Where is it at? We got three. I got them. Detective em. Pikachu. Okay. Endgame. Avengers Endgame. And 1917. Those are our three. <laughs> so 1917 is one. It won the the, uh, the Keith for the most for the for best cinematography. Um, it was the cinematographer was Roger Deakins. We've already discussed in a previous episode. Look that up. Best or cinematography. It's episode. an episode one, um, isn't it? Yeah, that's one. Yep. So look that up, and we'll you can listen to us talk about cinematography. Roger Deakins is the goat. He is. By far the best. I was just talking about him with existed. Jake like two days ago. I was like, man, Blade Runner is so good. Who did the? Oh, it's Roger Deakins. <laughs> it's Roger Deakins. <laughs> of Why is that movie um, so beautiful? Oh, yeah, it's Roger Deakins. Uh, Roger Deakins, the one thing I can say against Roger Deakins is he's so good, he's it's distracting. distracting. Yeah. He distracts from the movie with how great his movies look. And 1917 does not run into that too much, but there are mo- there, there are moments in it where you're like... How what what goes through your mind that you're like I need to put put the camera in this spot and make the most beautiful picture anyone's ever seen? That <laughs> uh, that that movie is gorgeous. It is that movie is amazing in so many different ways. But it was shot kind of like Birdman, where it one was shot. one shot the entire like that movie. one episode of Mr. Robot, <laughs> the in season three. So. And that, that that movie was the the way that he is able to to incorporate individual shots into his one shot was quite impressive. It was it was uh, it was amazing. And the um, sorry, I'm, I'm I got a little distracted. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, 1917, it's a gorgeous movie. It's, it's, uh, and it deserves 100%. It, it the, mm-hmm. the, I, the, I, I think it's crazy because like you're using basically old footage and you're remastering it, which is, a no, whole, this is a different movie. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was thinking, sorry. I was thinking they shall not grow old. They shall sorry, not grow old. I was old, thinking, yeah. that I, that no, I 1917, yeah, yeah. it is a World War One movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why I was confused. And and the concept of the movie is fascinating that they have to go. This is Sam Mendes joint, right? Just unplug it. Sam Mendes. Um, it is. Yes. And Roger Deakins shoots it and it looks amazing. The. It, so it's in France, right? It, the, the whole movie takes place on the front lines of World War Two or World War One in France. They cross no man's land, and the way that they are able to shoot no man's land and really show the horrors of that stuff and of what happened in World War One, and then they get across it, and then and then they go through a forest and they go through all this different. Anyway, uh. Absolutely brilliantly shot film. Okay, let's uh, awesome. Let's, let's I'll do uh, Detective Pikachu because this was one of the ones that I, I wanted to make sure that it got nominated. There is there's other movies like like uh, Battle Angel Alita that are really beautiful to look at. They poured a ton of money into it. To Battle Angel is actually one that I didn't like the movie, but 
it was gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. It was it's but beautiful. I picked Detective Pikachu over it because <laughs> I'm a huge Pokemon fan, like unabashedly unbiased. Like I love Pokemon, and the way that they and, and I've seen like like document not documentaries but like behind the scenes kind of stuff like talking about it. But the 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 level of thought and like details that they put into getting like nailing the way that these pokemon look on screen yeah with people uh and like the first time they go into rhyme city it's got like a banging this this movie has a really good soundtrack but the first time they go to rhyme city and you just see like this new york city like the the melting pot of people and pokemon and like the construction worker pokemon and like there's a snorlax sleeping in the middle of the road so they had to divert traffic around it and like the first time you see like the pidgeys like fly off a roof i was like oh my gosh dude like i i had chills all over my body just because i was like this what took them so long with this property that's made so much money and it's so beloved and it's like it was so satisfying well, it's probably a good thing screen. they took so long because they got to a point where they could I, you're right yeah and like the, the, there's a scene I'm talking about in particular where there's a bunch of Bulbasaur and the Bulbasaur show up and Bulbasaur is like my favorite Pokemon and he's helping um, he's helping the main character uh, they're leading him somewhere there's a whole bunch of them and in this scene they're like we got a bunch of bulldogs and we let the bulldogs just walk around oh really and they filmed the bulldogs they put they put like motion capture balls on them um, and they filmed the bulldogs and then they just iterated over that with uh, the Bulbasaur that's drawings awesome. you know that's cool like that that's how they got the motion down is like they so used... they got like real world analogs yeah. for a lot of them. yeah mm-hmm. and they're they, they, they looked at like there's 150 of them plus 700 more from and they used like the newer ones and they were like, let's let's look at these guys and say, who, who, what can we use as inspiration for this? And then animate their movements. And, hmm. and that's cool. Yeah. So like, and like the city looked cool. The Pokemon looked like a fit in there. The the battle scenes are really cool. Yeah, nothing looked out of place. Like e- yeah. even the the huge giant ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that that was a cool scene, and it vi- visually done very well. It didn't look like off or weird mm-hmm. at all. And I, I really dug like the last scene, the the Pokemon versus uh, Pikachu f- or you, Mewtwo, Mewtwo versus Pikachu fight mm-hmm. on top of like balloons. I was oh like, yeah, dude, this is so cool. on top of Pikachu balloons. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, oh, I, awesome. just, I love the way this looks. Like it's it's definitely not like the best movie of the year, but I I actually it's really watchable. I watch it a lot. It's hilarious and. Just every time you know, I watch it, I have to put it, it on like, again for uh, for Leroy because I know he likes it. Every, yeah, every time I watch it, I'm always just like staring, just like I can't believe they they just nailed this. I I went and watched it while I was recovering from my surgery, and my mom, I was like, I want to go watch Pikachu, and then my mom was like, I have to drive you. You're on pain medication, and I don't want to see Pikachu, but I guess I'll go. So mom and I went. <laughs> My mom and I went and watched Pikachu, and we came out, and I was like, "That was really good. I really enjoyed that movie." And she was like, "What was that?" <laughs> See, and I, I kind of had like Pokemon's. I kind of had like similar thoughts of like people who aren't aware, like because Kylie's not a Pokemon fan, but she went and saw it, and she was like, "That was really good." Yeah, I don't like Pokemon, but yeah, I the, it. the story was really good. It wasn't like about pokemon right yeah. it, was, it was about real emotions and real people and exactly. ryan reynolds as as the voice was, was oh, so, yeah. such brilliant. a brilliant 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 <laughs> ryan reynolds brings something very special to his especially mm-hmm. his voice stuff 
to end for Endgame, um, which is the next nomination. I want to, I want to talk about something specific. So Endgame, Endgame, by the way, at the Keiths got uh, got robbed by not getting the uh, by by nineteen seventeen by nineteen seventeen. 1917 that's definitely a telling of what we're going to be voting definitely for. deserved yeah. the the uh the oscar for um cinematography cinematography but as far as like vfx and visual effects <laughs> that's are what concerned, i want to talk about end game 100 yeah. should have won that that was amazing yeah so that. so end game so i do a lot of uh for my job I, i've had to do a lot of graphics works work that you don't like the thing about graphics is it's very similar to editing. If you notice it, you've done a bad job, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you notice, if you notice things, so well, like I've I, had to do screen replacements, I've had to put signs on buildings, I've had to do, I've had to do all types of things, and it's fun. I enjoy that. I watched recently a uh, like a YouTube video about uh, the VFX company. Uh, Was it that, Corridor Crew? I think so. Yeah. Um, awesome. Where they showed I the snap them. and then they didn't realize that there was like some, the, the, the a little bit of a, an error. Right? Yeah, there was. But um, anyways, and they were talking about how like three different visual effects companies worked on Endgame and Infinity War. And so to be able to get that level of consistency with even Thanos. And they all had their own models of, mm-hmm. of Thanos. But they also shared things back yeah. and forth. But like, yeah, so they had to. to. They're pumping these movies oh, out. Oh, yeah. And, and filming so, them, and editing really while filming. It's really interesting to hear about the iterations they did on uh, Iron Man's Iron Man snap, where it's oh, like, yeah. like they 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 first made it so like the electricity went up his face, and they but, but so, so they like had to pull back and get get to the exact right amount yeah. of, of damage in that moment. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, it, it's really crazy. The amount of detail that goes into graphics that you have to get, like from things like highlights to shadows to uh, motion, like to motion tracking, all of it is just so and and like in one depth. one team working on one shot for like three years. Yeah, like it's yeah. insane to yeah. think about that. And then so like the one and nailing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nailing making it. it believable. That's the key. Like everybody knows that Thanos is a digital character and that he's played by um, right. Josh yeah, Brolin. Josh Brolin. Thank you. Uh, Hilarious but, Instagram guys. <laughs> Go follow. Fantastic. But his um, his portrayal of Thanos is believable because you just I I can't think of like a villain with that much gravitas since Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, and he was completely digital. And maybe not better than the performance, but maybe a little better of a villain at this sure. point now. Like sure. just like his his pop One, culture mainstay his you know what i mean and and i think this is kind of what reese was getting at when he said that danos wasn't as bad don't defend reese is that you stop his it right 100 percent commitment to his cause yeah mm-hmm. basically he was a good guy in his mind yeah and it, so it was 100 yeah, percent commitment to that <laughs> was was impressive anyway so that that's what i wanted to touch on a little bit more was the vfx part of the eye candy mm-hmm. um not so much like the really great shots because there was plenty of those um the cinematography and everything like i thought was was great in endgame but the vfx was i agree that's that, on troy and i both chose endgame um and what was kind of interesting in that corridor crew video about it um the one of the one of the guys on corridor crew what mentioned like when they when the battle started and, and all the all the portals opened they're, they're, each portal has a different color, like like a background color coming mm-hmm. through, and they all represent the the five stones of the 
of the Infinity oh, Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the guy that was there from the from he's like one of the main guys at uh, Weta um, that that did a lot of the um, stuff. He's like, oh, I didn't even notice that. I think he just pointed out something that accidentally happened. <laughs> kind of crazy. Anyway. Um, that's, that's funny. Right? <laughs> Even just like, I don't know, adding adding the portals, showing people coming through the portals, and then showing the background from those portals from other areas like Wakanda. Dude, and, and, and just like, like the, the explosion of the um, of Avengers base. Like, yes. It was awesome. Yeah, you, they showed you like, we added these elements here, these elements here. So you have, and then they're like, we didn't want to make it too big, but we had to make it big enough. Dude, yeah. But that. If it was seemed, too big, then everyone obviously died. If yeah. It, so they had to tone it down and make that it. That moment believable. when the explosion happens and it all goes slow motion as they're all flying through the air yeah <sighs> oh man dude, dude it's and, and, so and then good the, the last battle is the one that you always think of but like there, there's like battles in the city at the beginning mm-hmm. with uh with um oh and the time heist stuff. yeah it's or, or so even cool. even the, in the very beginning when um excuse me when uh, tony stark is saying his goodbye to pepper Potts and uh what's her bucket shows up and she's glowing um, All right. Saves him. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, her. Marvel Jesus. Um, <laughs> um what's what, what's her name? Captain Marvel. Thank you. Yeah. Uh yeah. what else is impressive I almost, too even is that the Captain America funny. fight. Like like it doesn't look like a like it looks really good. The like cat versus cap? Yeah. Yeah. Like both are Chris Evans. You can't tell which one's the stunt double. Like they did a really good job. Yeah. So that's true. That's that's also yeah. the the fight. The three-way fight between, or the four-way fight where where they triple team up on on Thanos Dude, with so Thor, good. Chris, uh, Thor, and and Cap. And How aroused did you get when Captain America fought him with the shield and the hammer? When he, when oh, he, pulled, when he puts his hand out and the hammer comes like in, the loudest and, cheer I've ever yeah. heard in a movie. Dude, that, that was probably one of the best, like in the in the movie theater. I'm moments getting chills right ever. now. <laughs> My legs are more, more legs. so than than wow. Assemble. More so than Avengers Assemble. Mm-hmm. When he when he got Mjolnir, is like. Oh, it was so good. So, oh my gosh! All right, we're, we're all right. Let's uh, move on. Let's Kay. get the voting done. Let's vote for this. Uh, I didn't do a very good job of selling 1917, but I still think I I'm think you're the it. only one that's seen it. Am I the only one that's yeah. seen it? Have you seen it, Troy? Mm-mm. All right. So 1917. Because I wish I I could see it. Like it's on my list. It's so good. This that that shot where the airplane yeah. is gonna crash into the barn that they're standing in that was seriously one of the most like oh, moment anyway uh, 1917 anybody I'm not gonna vote for it. <laughs> uh, Detective Pikachu see and I'm I'm voting for this one I'm voting for my own because to me it's what I enjoyed it's personal like it's, I sure. enjoyed looking at it so much so Endgame three votes for Endgame. All right, Endgame wins. Perfect. Um, is, like at that point, like of course a Marvel movie looks good, <laughs> right? But yeah, not 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 to sound like disparaging. It's just like well, the the, the, the expectation is that they're gonna look amazing. Yep. Okay, so we talked a lot about Corridor Crew, and that jumps right into our next thing, which is our best YouTuber of the year <laughs> award. So, um. Best YouTuber of the year. I, there, so there's a... This, was, this is a new award. because we a new award. Scott and I were saying this, but we found ourselves like... I think I watched more YouTube than TV <laughs> this year. I did too. Uh-huh. 
And it's probably been that way for a long time. I just didn't notice. The amount of YouTube videos I watch. So well, we well, we want to shout out our fellow just, content creators. And it's just not just mindlessly scrolling through YouTube and click holes and stuff like that. It's, it's like, like channels I, that you follow. I have channels that I follow. Sub- subscriptions that yeah. you watch every week. And like I get to know the. It's like a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like you get to know them. Yeah. So the one that I picked was Scotty and I tried to dabble in this a little bit and then it fell off and then we've talked about this a lot uh there's a band called Sabaton and they make they do they're it's a Swedish heavy metal band and they their music is about the lyrics in their songs is about uh historical uh military yeah so it's military music uh, or songs about historical military events and stuff like that. And so they teamed up with a guy named Indy Nidell, who is, he's done some YouTube video, some YouTube channels called the great war. And he, he's, he's a historian on world YouTube. war two. He does, he does, he does uh, YouTube videos about that. And so he teamed up with Sabaton and they created Sabaton history channel, which is uh, they take the song um, and then they, uh, so they take this song and then they do Indy Nidell goes for the first half of the video and talks about the history of the song. So it's basically uh, very similar to what Scotty and I were trying to do where he talks about the history of the song, but it, because it's a YouTube channel, he, they get a bunch of the historical footage of the battles. They get a bunch of, uh, a bunch of that stuff. He'll, he'll get maps out and show like how the, how the the um, front lines or whatever were moving and all this stuff. It's, it's oh pretty, yeah, he gets it's, into it. It's, <clears throat> and then the last half of this the video is the a band member of Sabaton talking about um, the story of writing that song, why they picked that that uh, story, why they picked that battle for this music and why they and, and then what it means to the fans of the people that it's about or like the nationality or whatever it's really cool the they they have a few songs about polish history and the polish fans go freaking nuts when they play these songs and mm-hmm. so they're talking about that but then there's uh there's some songs about uh yugoslavian uh or ba- balkan peoples yeah. that that when they play it in serbia it go the people go nuts for and so it's kind of that kind of stuff is really cool and um anyway sabaton history i have not missed a single episode i've watched every single episode 50 something no. um yeah something like that they've been up for a year now um and it it has been there, there's a few youtube channels that i subscribe to that I really enjoy watching um, the things like Smarter Every Day. I really like Smarter Every Day. Um, they're like uh, Binging with Babish is another one that I, I watch a lot of. In fact, um, Scotty and I both ended up getting his cookbook for Christmas over yep. the break. Stuff like that, that I really enjoy those YouTube vi- channels. But this one is one that I, I, I haven't missed an episode. I've watched every episode and I watch religiously basically so uh sabaton history is my pick for youtuber of the year all right Uh, what's next up chris take yours away okay so uh this was actually really hard (laughs) um because i uh, youtube the, the content creators make stuff consistently you know and their their bread and butter is is you subscribing and watching uh so i'm gonna give a shout out 
to one of my new favorite YouTubers, and he's he's kind of controversial on purpose, and that's why it's funny. But just Doomcock. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this guy. <laughs> no. His uh, Overlord DVD. Its name is Dictor Von Doom Doomcock. <laughs> uh, but he's he just he he looks like uh, Doctor Doom. He does like a kind of a space ghost type thing. Like he does a a late night show from the middle of the center of the earth, and he has like puppets that are with him. But he's like an industry insider. And he knows things somehow. Like people, I think people like mail email. Oh, him. like in real life. Yeah. He's, he's, okay. So he's he's the one that's like, like, hey, there's leaks of this. This is what they're doing. But he's like angry all the time. Like his his motto is stay angry. Um, but if if you're looking for like, he, he deals like nerd culture. But if you want to know like more backstage stuff, back backs. What's the, what's the what's the term? Behind the scenes. Then, thank you. Behind BTS. the scenes. Uh, He's your guy because he like he works in he worked in the industry or something, but that's the way he wears his mask and no one knows who he really is and he's hilarious. Um, but my actual choice is Critical Role. I feel guilty picking it because it's just so good. And I, I have the same problem with my pick. Yeah, that's, that's honestly, Chris, like that's the one that uh, the only other channel that I've never missed an episode. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I've never missed an episode. Isn't that weird? And their I've episodes are Doomcock. four hours long. I've missed Doomcock episodes. It's a TV show. It's a weekly TV show that, that, that there's no off season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's that's hard. The uh, thing about YouTubers is there really isn't an off season. Yeah. Same with podcasts, except we four stars. <laughs> we find out our wives did. Um, but yeah, like I've never missed an episode. And if I do, I'm like, ooh, I have a backlog to catch up on. Yeah, like, right. I'm going to watch it. That's uh-huh. I'm so hooked on their channel and their quality is, is just so good. And the fandom like they're they're in hot topic now they have t-shirts you critical I mean? role does yeah they have, oh. they have t-shirts and hot you can go into hot topic and buy their merch like you don't have to go to their by the way website. critical role if you don't know is a D- dungeons and dragons but like and uh, like you'd have to know by now if you listen to us you'd have to know um <laughs> we do talk about it a lot but i mean in a good way like yeah it's it's dungeons and dragons but play I, I done by thoroughly enjoy it voice actors i really can't say anything more no, it's, it's 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 amazing if haven't you like, missed an episode if, if you are at all in the least interested in Dungeons and Dragons, even if you're curious about Dungeons and Dragons, because that's when I started listening to Critical Role, I hadn't played a single game of Dungeons and Dragons. I was I was intrigued by it, and I started listening to it just to say, okay, this is what Dungeons and Dragons is kind of like. This is I what st- I can expect, and you're like, oh no, this is the best. The, <laughs> this is and well, then you watch it, and Matt Matthew Mercer might be the the greatest storyteller. Ter- ever mm-hmm. he's amazing and then every character on the show is just so brilliant at playing their character um it's if you're at all curious about dungeons and dragons and what it's what it's about watch critical role and you'll get a master's course in what dungeons and dragon the potential that dungeons and dragons can be yep so all right i love critical role that's my so good 
All right. Uh, K Scott, you said that you you were. So, so mine, so I follow like Chris, I, I follow, I'm looking through my subscriber list and it's like 25 channels and I don't miss an episode of them. Oh, really? It's crazy. Um, but, but they're all, all over the place. Like there's Linus tech, tech tips, binging with Babish, Tom Scott, Jim, Jablinski games, Gus Johnson. There's like a bunch of them, but the one that freaking love Gus Johnson, um, the one that I chose and I feel it's like, I don't know if like, you ever heard of him before. It's like, um, it, I don't know. It feels cheating almost. Like my favorite fantasy is Lord of the Rings, or my favorite director is my favorite baseball team is the Yankees. Exactly. So, so, but it's it's a YouTuber named PewDiePie who's who. But I chose him for 2019 because his 2019 was insane insane and he's like, only yeah he's so big he, he got well, so he so, fought so, with a giant and nearly won so so the so the uh, he, he lost but then he just got more money like he got more followers <laughs> well, well he and, eventually passed him anyway so yeah. so there was a race so there was a race to 100 million subscribers between him and a bollywood company out of india named t-series and they were racing to 100 million subscribers, and it was neck and neck all the way through 900. Like, it was, we're 99 million. It was crazy. They ended up beating him. Are we all subscribed to PewDiePie? Yeah. I subscribe. Anyway, um, Troy. he's a daily uploader. Damn it. Um, but uh, so, so they beat him, but he eventually passed him. So he's, he's ahead of him now. But yeah. anyway, um, 100 million freaking subscribers is, it's, it's unreal. Um, he, uh, so he, but, but his content, like his daily content, it's kind of, it's whenever anybody does daily content, it's not going to, it's the quality is going to be a little mm-hmm. lesser, but he has like every once in a while he releases like a song, he writes a song and like raps it or whatever. And it's a Swedish guy. It's like, you wouldn't think it would be good, but he wrote, wrote one about two of them about T-series, like these diss tracks. <laughs> One's called bitch lasagna. The other one is congratulations. <laughs> is that they, where that's from? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, his <laughs> penetration of pop culture is nuts. And, and, and it's funny because a lot of people that don't know new media like this yeah. don't realize like he's how much he's behind. Like the whole Minecraft craze yeah. of 2019 was, was basically him. like I saw someone do like next meme. Yeah, that's him. I, but I saw somebody else do it and they were just mimicking. I shouldn't have <laughs> clapped. That hurt so bad. <laughs> um, oh. But but yeah, he does the next meme. Thing. Yeah, like he he's he's behind a lot of these things. He he did. Uh, the congratulations songs, which is, it's hilarious. Like he's, um, he's awesome. Anyway, as far as those things go, and he just had a crazy year in 2019. So I had to pick him. Yeah. He's also <laughs> hilarious. You don't get he's very charismatic. You don't yeah. get a hundred million subscribers without having good content. And he, he just seems good, like good at what a good doing. dude. Like, I don't know how he is when the camera's off. The camera's on him a lot. Yeah. And he's, Slipped up. <laughs> well, well, I mean, he's made jokes that we've made, but exactly. he did it on, on a live stream. Yeah. He also yeah. did it to 100 million subscribers. He, he, al- so he also he, likes he, to push the envelope. Like, he went through like this. It's, he, he has like his meta, like, clickbait titles, but it's like, I'm being clickbaity because it's funny. And it's yeah, like, like, well, you are clickbaiting people, though. So exactly. It's like, so, <laughs> well, well, that's the, he does it. It's like a, a commentary on youtube but he's being he's making money off it yeah. so it's like it's like this multiple he has players. so many videos like i'm done and then like an angry face and then it's like he's done eating yeah. and oh. then, well he doesn't even mention the title at all he, yeah. like the joke is that he doesn't even mention it but yeah anyway we can stop talking about him uh, <laughs> Troy. So, 
Troy has uh, some some a little more invested in his choice. <laughs> All right, so let, let's let's talk about this for a second. Um, I don't really spend much time on YouTube because I work within YouTube, right? Like my personal time, like I just don't want to be on YouTube. You work for YouTube. Will you get them to come film us? Sure. Okay. Can we no. get YouTube down here to cover so this? So my pick is the people who I actually work very closely with, and it's JK Studios. And if you're familiar with uh, Utah or LDS culture or anything like that. Uh, you'll probably know these guys from Studio C. And it's actually really funny. They So they started JK Studios a little more than a year ago, probably about a year and a half ago, after they left Studio C. And it's funny because their fan base loves to say, oh, these guys sold out. They sold out. First of all, I think I think they're all hilarious, right? They're, they're fun. But they sold out because they left Studio C to go... Um, I think it's like a small but loud fan base. Like, Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, anyway... They left Studio C. If you filter by downvotes, that's how that's how you'll find his plans. <laughs> um, they they left Studio C to go start JK Studios, uh, and JK Studios is over the last year they've have released in 2019 they had released uh, a series two series um, actually three series um, and a sketch show all of the all of all of those. Uh, so a lot of work basically they've been on NBC shows they they've went done... they went on NBC while they were releasing series yeah. um, they've done a lot they are in talks with some major people that could you know kind of move things forward cool Martin Scorsese yes uh, I <laughs> right up his alley <laughs> um, Irishman too these guys don't have a lot of subscribers Jason is the Irishman <laughs> These guys don't have like a crazy amount of subscribers and views yet, but I th- I think it'll get One there. Of them, he's been on the show, Jason. Jason, yeah. yeah. Um, What's up, Jason? Anyway, uh, JK Studios, I want to I want to put that out because I want to touch on this whole like people are saying that they're selling out. Some people are because they a lot of their content has to be paid for by brands, and so there's a lot of like brand content in there. Lots in of their purple stuff. mattress stuff. A lot of purple mattresses, lots of Lumi, lots of. That's Jane. what people don't get to is like. You either sell your company and sell out, or you get investors or you advertisers. You have to pay your and bills. You own your right. company still, right. and you pay your. Bills it, it's almost ads. like it's they like, think that they're just going it, to just it's, it's lose lose. Yeah, and but here's the thing: if you don't think that BYU TV. Uh, never mind. I'm not that's gonna, the no. That's the point. If I'm you gonna don't make. think BYU TV isn't selling ad space? Then mm-hmm. that's no. That's the point I'm gonna make. People think that they sold out by leaving BYU TV, which is owned by. <laughs> one of the biggest, richest organizations in the world. Sure. And so it's Walmart. like, so, so it's like, it's like, how, how do you sell out from that? Like, well, you, anyway, it, anyway, I didn't there, sell out. I bought in, but I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to pull a little, a little, uh, I'm going to pull the rug from under you guys. I actually do have a, a channel that I actually have been listening. I have been watching lately. Um, Oh, that wasn't your pick. No, uh, it was, but I'm changing it. Um, because it's okay. not fair because I work with those guys. So uh, yeah, they're fair. the person that does their graphics. Like he, do we, did you see that sign? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm complimenting you. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, you guys familiar with Rhett and Link? Oh, oh dude. dude. Are, been are, around. are you doing the Rhett and Link or Good Mythical Morning? I'm going to do both. You watch them? Because I, 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 I watch them every day. They've been around for a while. Uh, they've been around for a while. Since 2007? So they're, they're one of the first like three. They did like zebra dances and stuff. Oh, well, yeah, well, no, YouTube started in 2005 and they got on like the year or that year. But they were like on E-Bombs World with like, yeah. Yeah. With like Dunky. Yeah. yeah. 
They uh, they did the Who's Your Daddy song for Father's Day, and I I love it. But anyway, um, and then I so the the fun thing is even if I'm not on YouTube, I also uh, subscribe to their channel or whatever, follow them on Facebook, Mm -hmm. and so every once in a while I'll just be scrolling, I'll see one of their Facebook videos. I'm like, oh sweet, and then either I'll go to YouTube and watch it or whatever. But uh, I love that you watch them. Yeah, I love I love that you like things that I do, (laughs) dude. Seriously, my kids, I have a two year old and a four year old, and when they're eating next to each other, they'll go dink it and. <laughs> Dead serious. They do, they do that unprompted. You know what else was like a huge part of my life this year was the Aquabats. Their their show yeah, oh, on YouTube. Dude, my, oh yeah. And I, I sit there and I watch it and I was like, this is funny. It's <laughs> great. It, it's a it's a good take on nineties. It's like Power Rangers. Yeah. It's yeah, it's funny. So JK Studios was my first pick because I I work for them. I work with them. I I do a lot of their stuff. You know how good um, their content is. I know. I am very very involved in their content and I have an appreciation for it but when it comes down to it I want to I want to actually officially I want to nominate other award shows um the uh good mythical morning one show of the year for the youtube awards whatever they're, they've got so much content too, like their podcast. They have dude, their their, their kitchen podcast one now is awesome. It's, it's what's I what's surprising. You were talking about uh, PewDiePie having mm-hmm. over a hundred million subscribers. Uh, Good Mythical Morning only has sixteen point two. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of shocking. I figured they'd have well, uh, yeah. a lot more than that. But you can't, you cannot the, compare to, to PewDiePie the, at who's all. The, who is the guy? Uh, the taxidermist that they got big out in California. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. No, uh, Rick, I can't remember what it is, but he's Chuck, uh, Chuck, 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 Chuck yeah. Testa. Testa. Nope. Chuck, Chuck Te- Testa. Nope. Chuck Testa. <laughs> you probably thought that was a dead or a, you or thought a, that was a, and then a he zebra. got like, he got nope. like canceled it too. Cause he was like, Oh, he's racist or something. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Testa. That, that stuff. That, and that's their old, old yeah. stuff. Like when they first started in YouTube, that stuff was so good. I like because right. they would fill that in randomly. Like there was like new Batman suit revealed. He's like, nope, Chuck nope. Testa. Chuck Testa. <laughs> well, yeah, because they didn't start off with Good Mythical Morning. They started off doing music videos, music and, videos, and, and commercials, commercials for for uh, ever changing. Yeah, do you so guys good. do you guys remember that video of the guy that went on um, chat roulette and doing the Hannah Montana song? Yeah. Ball? Remember how I saw that way before you and I got an email about it? Oh, that's weird. I don't I don't you remember. remember that. You I remember? <laughs> okay. Should we uh should we vote? I yeah. guess I guess I don't have a story. That's cool. Um Oh, oh. shit. What's up? <laughs> Oh, it's fine. Let's vote. I don't care. Let's go. Come on. I, it's, it's, we're 37 minutes in. We're in two topics. Let's well, go. You just guilt me now and I feel yeah. bad. Well, you should. <laughs> nope. Let's Chuck vote. Testa. Nope. Chuck Testa. Okay. Uh, let's see. Sabaton history. No one. I expected that one. Uh, PewDiePie. Uh, uh, no one. Okay. <laughs> Critical role. Troy? And Chris, I, yeah, I don't watch the other ones. Rhett and Link, Jake and Ooh, Scott. <laughs> we got a tie. So we got a Dude, tie. It was a surprise, and I, 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 I freaking. I, I literally watch them every day with my kids. I love those guys. I threw the rug under from from under you, and I tied with with Critical Role. That's there you go. Very nice. I think Good Mythical Morning has more subscribers than Critical Role. Probably, oh, probably. They're, they're much more. If it's sixteen broad. million, yeah. they're much more broad audience that they're aiming at. But yeah, cool. Let's move on. Next one is the hero of the year. We did villain last year. Let's do hero this year. All right. And that's a last year because we recorded it in December this year. Did yeah. I say last year? You said last this year. Week. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is. <clears throat> Sorry. What were you saying, Scott? Oh, let's just uh, hurry through this one. 
Oh. Okay. <laughs> let's uh let's, let's shut up. The heroes. We have Hero of the Day. Shazam. Shazam. Detective Pikachu and Iron Man as heroes of so the So Detective year. Pikachu, Pikachu or the main character guy? I I picked Pikachu himself. Okay. As, Detective uh, Pikachu, not the de- movie. The, not Scott, the movie. Scott looked right at me too and I was like, I don't know. Well you just spent <laughs> I don't know how long talking about how I great guess. it looked. No, I picked Detective Pikachu because Detective Pikachu, when you know the twist of Detective Pikachu, it makes it's a much more heartwarming, heartwarming, and it, it, it's, it's, it's a much more emotional. Uh, it's like buddy character. cop type movie. Yeah, it's like oh, that's that's cute. But he's also fantastic. His his addiction to caffeine and coffee is so and he funny. Cusses, and he, and he's, he kind of cusses. He like Pokemon who? cusses. <laughs> no, because he, he says like, uh, get me out of this damn cage. Get yeah. the hell out of here. Uh, the way he like is going to torture Mr. Mime. Talk, <laughs> 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 you stupid Mime. <laughs> I love it when he finds the R, the goo, and he's like dips it. And he's like, what is this? You smell my finger. <laughs> I am not. It was like a little yellow, <laughs> adorable little finger. Like, I am not smelling your finger. Dude, Detective Pikachu. I, I just, I, I don't know. I really, really, really enjoyed uh, Ryan Reynolds' depiction of an adorable little Pikachu. It was like, it was such, if you, we, we talk a lot about turning your expectations on your head and we've talked about it recently in a bad way. Uh-huh. Um, but this did it in a good way. It's just like we talk about it like subverting your expectations just to subvert your expectations. Yeah. Like, but this one was <clears throat> was was in a way that really made Pikachu a much more interesting and and fascinating character. And Ryan Reynolds, I don't. Is there? I mean, of course, there's Paul Rudd exists, so there's a more likable person than, <laughs> than Ryan Reynolds. But he's pretty high up there. He is. On, he's, he's it's awesome. hard he's, not to like Ryan Reynolds. He's so hot right now. He really is. That Ryan. Reynolds. So that's my that's my pick. cool story. Hansel. That was my pick for uh, for hero. Of the that's year. a good pick. Actually. I like. It. I yeah, really I like love that movie. Detective. In, in like the year of heroes that we just had. I know. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which will I'll, I'll go next. Um, and I picked Shazam. I and haven't watched it, and it's one of the. It's good. It's one of the most. It's one of the, something I'm most ashamed of for 2019. And like, that if, I didn't if watch you, Shazam. If you know us, which you probably do or don't, I'm not sure. But Troy and I have had like a Marvel DC. If you do know us, then I'm sorry. <laughs> Troy and I have had a Marvel DC like uh, like a friendly rivalry going on for a while. Quote unquote friendly. friendly. <laughs> um, and like when when DC started making like their their universe and it just didn't work i i didn't feel like like it was like a win because i i wanted it to be good you know but i was like i just can't believe how bad this is and then they and they're like yeah we're doing a shazam movie i was like how the hell is that gonna work that sounds so stupid like the rocks in it and i was like oh great we're gonna have fast going to be in it we're fast and the furious uh dc movies now i was like what how could they how else could they possibly ruin things and then i saw shazam and i was like whoa what a like just what a movie like what a it was the thor ragnarok of yeah an about face but it's yeah. like it was it's more like spider-man homecoming you know yeah but i like it 
like twice as much <laughs> as a Spider-Man Homecoming. It's their, this is their Spider-Man. This is their like, lightning from my hands. Exactly. <laughs> well, also, I mean, what's the, what's the villain's name? The actor? Mark Strong. He, he, oh, dude, he is awesome. Oh, yeah. Mark Strong. That, that movie's terrifying. Oh, yeah. By the way, it it freaking out. That scene yeah, in the did. office, oof, that was... Oh, not, in not the, the show. <laughs> yeah, in the in the boardroom. Yeah, in the boardroom. Oh, yeah, and he like melts. Yeah, and then like he throws the guy it's out the window. So and, random. And he throws like, his brother the, out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's yeah. just cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You've had a year to watch it. <laughs> um, it came out in January. But like, just a I, this movie is really rewatchable. It's hilarious. It's got a great soundtrack. Um, but like the the kid they got to play Shazam, the Billy kid, Batson. yeah, uh, he's really good, but. The actor, whose name I will say right now, I don't remember his name. Levi. Yeah. Zachary. Zach, Zach Levi. Zachary Thank Levi. you. Zach Levi. Perfect. Oh, he was so good. He was, oh, he perfect, was yeah. a child, you know? Yeah. And, and, so and it was good because... I remember seeing him in his suit and they made the suit. They put the suit on him and it's his suit to yeah. make him look bigger than he actually is. Yeah. I remember just being like... That is so weird. No, I Zachary Levi. I was the hardest critic. I was like, like the that? the commercials look bad. The trailer yeah. looked bad. His yeah, suit Chuck looks bad because mm-hmm. like, he's he's he plays a really good nerd in Chuck. Yeah, but but it kind of it plays into this. Yeah. pretty well. And like every criticism somebody had, they addressed. They're like, his costume's stupid. Like, well, that he doesn't get to choose his costume. So the kid's like, well, maybe he didn't get to choose his costume. Do you ever think of that? They're like, why didn't he get to choose a costume? He's like, maybe he didn't. What if that's possible? <laughs> And I don't know. <laughs> just, just the idea that they have to go figure out what powers he has. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fun. Or like concept. he like runs power. to save somebody. He's like, oh, I have super speed now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty great. Where he like knocks the guy way further than uh-huh. he thought he would. They're like, he gets shot, and they're like, whoa, dude, you're bulletproof. He's like, is it your suit or your face? Like, I don't know. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> and they shoot him in the face. He's like. <gasps> You're dead. You have bullet immunity. <laughs> and they, they walk and past they, the girl. Hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. <laughs> they, he tries. They try the beer and like, oh, let's just get candy. <laughs> no. they, walk, they walk out with flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> it's yeah. Then, it's hilarious. It's rewatchable. And like Shazam is now one of my favorite characters. I'm excited to watch him interact with other superheroes. Oh now. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because because uh, Superman. Air quotes yeah. shows up at the end. I, I don't know. Like it's just, that was a really cool reveal. It was. Just, I wasn't just nailed it. it. It was. I don't know what they were going for. And I've said this before. What they were going for, they nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it made him really. Yeah, yeah that, that's the year we of superheroes, about it, dude. We were talked about it last time, it. where it's like you judge you judge a movie on what they were trying to do. Yeah, and and I think they they got exactly that. they did exactly what they were trying to do. And like in the year of the Avenger team up, Shazam is the one who stood out to me the most, probably because he had his own platform. But his origin story and like, I'm so excited for Shazam two three. Uh, <laughs> right. It Shazam is weird. Flash it is movie. weird hearing Chris talk about a DC movie so highly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like the other one, like the Joker. Like the, mm-hmm. I think DC did really good last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So speaking of uh, DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC yeah, uh, the Scott and I had the same pick. So Iron um, Man. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I mean, how can you? He. he I mean, he's he killed himself for the right. He sacrificed himself. Yeah, for the world. Yeah, for the universe. Jesus. Yeah. Um, no, that's uh, Captain Marvel. So uh, Iron Man. The, the really the the reason why <laughs> Iron Man in my mind is the hero of the year is because everything from 2008 mm-hmm. has been culminating 
Um, in up, 20, up, 20 up movies. Last, yeah. Yeah. Up to last year. I agree. Last year's event. Everything. And, and, and um, it, it's easy to forget how the, how he started the, in this movie. He, he, like, he does kind of get lost in the shuffle sometimes, mm-hmm. like to give everyone else like a yeah, platform. Like, absolutely, but but and and he starts off like it was a stark reminder. He was he was pissed at everybody. Yeah, right. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, you say? I said it was a stark reminder. Hmm. Oh, yeah, good good one. There's a stark contrast between. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, no, he came back from space. Yeah. After getting saved by by space Jesus, uh, he came back from space and he was pissed and he was like, "I'm out." I'm he yeah. taps out and he leaves and he goes in the world in the woods at a lake and and doesn't. But then he gets pulled back into it and ends up. The crazy thing too is his situation was is now better. So like he had the most sacrifices. Like I've moved on. I have a family and now. Has made his life better and he's like and you're you're asking me to to change what i have yeah and they're like this just what he had to sacrifice yeah and then and then he ends up with a gauntlet and says the line and says the line and snaps the finger didn't uh i've heard a rumor i don't know if it's true that there was a -A make-a-wish kid who suggested that line like i I know i know it was like they reshot it like two weeks before the release yeah um, they talked about the quarter crew thing where it, they literally had like a couple weeks to, 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 re, with the reshoot of it. Wow. Um, Iron Man. Oh, it's so, I am inevitable. And I, and I was like, Oh, 2008, here he is. This Iron is, Man. Yeah. So good. Bah. All right. Let's, let's vote. So good. Come on. What are we going to vote for? So, uh, Iron Man, Iron Man. <laughs> four, four hands go Unanimous. up. Yeah, there was, there was, <laughs> that wasn't even a question. R.I.P. Uh, Tony. Except you're coming back in like other movies, so yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be in Black Widow, and he's gonna be. I heard him on Joe Rogan, and he's saying like, "No, why would I come back? I'm done." Yeah, and then, the then Marvel, to go do like, Doctor Doolittle. Okay, okay. Marvel like pushes the money towards him sure, a little bit, but I, I hope he doesn't come back. I do but, too. Like, make it, make his make sacrifice, it mean, make it mean, mean something. something. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, let's say next. And up. he did do little, and that did little. So he's. Yep. <laughs> oh, you're so punny. Biggest lols of the year. Funniest scene, funniest moment oh, in a movie. Gosh. So. Or a TV show. Or a TV show. <laughs> what do we got, guys? Oh, nominees are. <laughs> nominees are uh, The Art of Self Defense, uh, the movie, uh, The Good Place. We have Knives Out, the donut scene from Knives Out, and we have Ronnie and Lily, episode five, season two of Barry. These are great. I still, confession time, haven't seen Knives Out, so. Yeah, I I literally haven't seen it. I I actually (laughs) boycotted that movie, and I ended up in a situation where I had to see it. And I was like, "You're stupid, Chris. Why? Why? <laughs> why were you boycotting it, dude? Okay, uh, so I'll, I'll go. I'll talk about Knives Out. The, it, it's Clue, uh, modern day. I mean, so Clue. We we also talked about Death by Murder or Murder by Death. God, I do that every time. We talked about Murder by Death. It's very similar. It's a it's a everybody's in a house. It's a murder it's a in murder a big mystery. house. Movie. Yeah, murder in a big house, and then they they have a detective that has to figure out who killed. The person and this uh, Daniel Craig is like from deep south. 
So we have James Bond. What do they call him? CSI Kentucky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> CSI he, he's Kentucky. A, he does a good southern accent. Can, and okay. he, like in he, uh, he talks yeah. like he's from yeah. the south. And he he brings everyone into the room. Although the southern he, accent is pretty close to English, English yeah. accent. He, he uh, dude. So he's talking to him. And there's this scene where he's talking about how the, you he had like there's a cake. And... But this, 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 uh, the story is a cake. The story is a cake, but the, but there's a hole in it. There's a hole in the middle of the story. So it's really a donut. And so he starts talking about the, the case, like it's a donut. And then he goes, but then the hole in the donut has a hole in the middle of that. So the donut hole has a hole in the hole in the donut. <laughs> and he just keeps going on and on and on and on about the donut and the hole in the middle of the donut and how, and then someone comes in and is like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm about to fill this hole in this donut. He <laughs> <laughs> just, it is so the whole scene about it, just his monologue about donut holes and the the scene he's, he's is, trying to make the metaphor stick but nobody's picking but up nobody's, on it <laughs> nobody's taking it and running with it and it is so so good it's one of the funniest movies of the year and that scene was the scene that made me laugh the hardest in that yeah everyone just like knocked out of the park in that movie don like, even like don really johnson and like yeah. everyone was just i love how so... tarantino rose him out of obscurity again <laughs> he does that too that's like yeah. his thing and Anna Darmus, who like she, I had great. no idea that she was the main character in the movie, and then it's like, oh no, she's the she's the main character, and she is fantastic in that movie, also adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, they made they took they took she is sexy, yeah, and they took her and made her cute, made her <laughs> adorable. Yeah, yeah, I was like, how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> they put like mom jeans on her, put or her, something. put her, put her next to side by side with her character from Blade Runner, and you're like, well, that's the same person. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that that scene, yeah, it's so so funny. Daniel Craig has such great comedic timing in that scene specifically. It's, it's very impressive to watch someone who is known kind of for his action stuff Mm -hmm. to do comedy like that and, and really knock it out of the park. Cool beans. I'll go next. If that's right. Yeah. Um, the art of self-defense, uh, is a movie that I I really want to watch. I surprisingly, I watched it not having really much expectation because it wasn't marketed very much. Um, and it wasn't marketed very well either. Yeah. Very well. It's got, uh, it's, uh, you can tell it's a low budget film, which is, which is fine. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's got Jesse Eisenberg and a couple other people that you may or may not know of. Um, but the reason I, I use the whole film because uh, there's a lot of fun setups and payoffs that uh, just happen where Jesse Eisenberg is this, this socially, socially awkward dude. Uh, he gets attacked one night. Um, he gets it's cool of him to play against to play against type in a movie. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but the 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 funny thing about this one is that he comedically he plays it. So he plays. He's played socially awkward before. I guess it's very similar to uh, Zombieland. So where it's comedic, it's comedic, but he plays into it. And Social Network, he's socially awkward. Well, so he's socially awkward, but it's not like uh, oh, based off of comedic yeah, comedy. Yeah. True. Anyway, um, so more like uh, Lex Luthor. That's what he was going for. <laughs> anyway, so uh, there's a lot of setups and payoffs. Um, the scene that I would specifically mention that I I 
probably paused and actually was dying was the the karate belt scene did i tell you about yeah i, I, think, I, think, I, told you about I think you told us that on here. i'm gonna say it again <laughs> just it's funny so he's he he goes from a white belt to a yellow belt and he's because he learned self-defense at a, do, at a dojo um and he's so proud of his yellow belt that he wants to wear his karate belt to work but he can't because it's weird because it's weird so he <laughs> so he, like he goes online yeah he goes online and he finds a company that will 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 uh um, custom make a yellow leather belt for him. So he makes a le- yellow leather belt and he shows up to the dojo that and he's like, <laughs> I know, right? He shows up to the dojo and he's like, I made this because I wanted to feel the power that I get when I'm a yellow belt. <laughs> he just one step <laughs> above white. And so he's like, but I had to order at least a set of 50. So he, he takes his box and he puts it on the, he puts it on the desk. He's like, so I have this. And he pulls out like a green belt, He pulls out a purple belt and a blue belt for all the people in the dojo. And then for the sensei, he's like, and I got this. And he pulls out a black leather belt, <laughs> custom made black leather belt for him. And he like puts it on. He's like so honored to have this black leather belt that can represent his black belt in karate. <laughs> and then like later on in another scene, like another guy who has a brown belt is like thank you for this brown belt <laughs> it, it represents i know that i can go out in public and i can wear my brown belt and it represents anyway it's it's that part i died it was it that's was fun. funny yeah. that's <laughs> so great but the whole movie has a lot of great, great setups and payoffs and it's great anyway okay uh, i'll go i'll go next um so I, I chose the good place the the tv show and was this the final season this year? Yeah, this year. I didn't. I haven't watched the final season though. Oh, okay. I just. I. I watched the second season. Third. I don't know what it's on. Anyway, it has Kristen Bell, Ted Danson. Um, Kristen Bell is hilarious in this. Mm-hmm. She's she's super funny. Um, but uh, it's it's the the premise that really brings the the humor out and Kristen Bell's uh, character. But it's just like they're the good places. They go to heaven. Um, I guess spoilers. It ends up being hell. And anyway, they're all. Um, That's a twist. I didn't know. Oh, mm. you know? I had no idea. Oh, sorry. I know they were in hell. Whoops. Um, I don't care, dude. Uh, well, it's a really good show. I think you should. I really think you should watch it because it's it's actually really good. I've seen like half of season one, but anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, but the it's it's just like the nonchalant manner in which like these people in the afterlife treat. These people that are suffering and it, it's 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 really funny, weird dark comedy thing where, but there's 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 one episode, well she's in multiple episodes, but it's this one episode with uh damn what's her name, she was on uh SNL, Kristen Wiig, no she, I love Kristen Wiig, but no it's like, she's not the best looking lady, Maya Rudolph, yes. Okay. She she's a judge in uh in the afterlife and she and all she cares about is eating this burrito and it's like this whole thing where she just wants to eat a burrito but they're like bugging her to like judge them so that they can go into the good place and then she's the only one that can judge them so that, so like trying to put forth like this whole plan that they had but all she all she wants to do is eat and it's it's really funny anyway um I just wanted. I brought it up. No one, has, no one's seen it, so it doesn't really have a chance of winning. I just wanted to be able to talk about it and have it be represented because it's a good I really, show. I really, really wanted to. I really want to watch. It deserves it. to be nominated in this category. Mm-hmm. Cool. I can respect that. Okay, Chris, what's yours? So mine is one episode of Barry. There isn't a single moment, uh, particular because the whole episode is hilarious, but 
so it's one that uh, I don't even want to explain. Didn't Bill Hader, Bill Hader directed. wrote and directed it, and he's like, "This is different than what we usually do." Very, and different. I'm, I'm. It's he's like, it's a gamble. It's fifty fifty. This is gonna be loved or hated, and it's the best episode of Barry <laughs> yet, hands down. Um, it's so good. And I don't want to say too much, but Barry's a hitman, and. <laughs> <laughs> The episode before, and F, it, it seems like an FBI agent's like on to him, and he's like, <laughs> he's gonna arrest him, right? And then he, he, this is spoiler, but I have to set it up. But he, he finds him, and he's like, and he's like, okay, and he's got a gun on him. He's like, this is it. This is this is this is what I've been waiting for. You and I in a room. I need you to kill my ex-wife's boyfriend. <laughs> he's like. What? <laughs> I just laughed and laughed and laughed. Oh, that... And then the next episode, he goes to kill the ex-wife's boyfriend, who's a Taekwondo multiple-time champion. <laughs> and he trains his daughter, who's Lily. His name's Ronnie. His daughter's name is Lily. And she's also... <laughs> <laughs> she's like a freaking chipmunk. And like she's like a demon. <laughs> she's a feral, oh, a feral no. child. She's, it's, uh, so Barry's like he's got a ski mask on the whole episode, and he's he's like, oh, uh, Ronnie, I I'm here to look, man. I, I don't want to kill you, but just leave town, you know. Like just just I was I was hired to do this, but if you just leave town. <laughs> We can we'll win win you know like he's like yeah cool man and he's looking around all these taekwondo trophies and championships and belts and he's just <laughs> like oh are these yours he's whose whose belts are these and he's like mine he's, oh and he's wearing a ski mask but you can tell he's like oh damn <laughs> <laughs> it's so good they, they 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 start fighting and like the dude's like Terminator like he just can't die. <laughs> And his daughter is this feral monkey, and she's like, she jumps like ten feet and like bites his neck. <laughs> and they, she gets escapes, and she's like, we have to find her. And they finally find her, and she's running like a panther. <laughs> and she runs up a tree and gets on a jumps roof on top of a house, and she stays on that roof for like hours. And she stays on a roof and looks down on them like a gargoyle, and they're like. What the, what the hell is this? <laughs> Dude, oh, she she bites his neck and he's bleeding and he's talking to Fuchs and he's like, Fuchs, I have to go to a hospital. I am dying. And he's like, well, let's stop at a gas station. I'll, I'll heal you up. I'll, I'll stitch you up. <laughs> super glue. <laughs> super glue. He gets his hands glued to the steering wheel. Super glue to the steering wheel. And the girl's oh biting gosh. his neck and he can't move his hands. <laughs> she like sticks her head in the car and she's biting at him. He's like, ah! I can't wait for season three. <laughs> Beginning to end that episode well, that, is like, just he's bleeding and he's like losing blood and Barry's going all pale. <laughs> and they stop at a gas station and he's like, "Hey, do you want anything?" He's like, "Fuchs, I'm dying." So do you want like Skittles or anything? He's like, yeah, give me some chips. Yeah, give me some chips. <laughs> oh, oh I once it was over. I watched it again. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was a great one. Oh, my gosh. That show. And the, the episode before, I was like, oh, that's the best episode yet. And the next one. That's the best episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. That episode. Sigh. So, so, so good. <laughs> so, oh, All I right. And left. Okay. So I want to put a, I want to put a. Uh, uh, Asterisk. Just an honorable mention. Sure. Uh, for Jojo Rabbit, when. Uh, when Sam Rockwell um, f- finally comes out and reveals his uh, <laughs> his uh, 
Elton John costume, war, <laughs> war costume, and he comes running out to the defense of Berlin, and he's got the flowing capes oh and all that God. stuff. And, uh, what's, and what's his Theon Greyjoy is like his uh, his like banner guard <laughs> holding his cape with him. And it's thing. like bad music <laughs> on purpose. Standing majestically. <laughs> so funny. Dude, I thought I you were going like to say that. when fell out of my seat in the theater. I was laughing so Dude, hard at that I moment. thought the funniest part was when the Gestapo comes and they have to hail Hitler like <laughs> 80 Hitler. times. I know. It's like, doctor, doctor, hail Hitler, hail Hitler. And then like, so what have you been doing? Well, we were heil Hitlering for you and now we're doing it for you. And then we heil Hitlered you and now we're... Stephen Merchant. Shall we go Dude. upstairs and they go upstairs and, and they made the him so scary looking. We're, we're talking about the wrong movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, that, that, that's my honorable mention, Jojo Rabbit. Fantastic. We'll talk about it a bit later. But uh, let's get into the votes. Um, let's see. The donut scene. Knives out. Donuts. <laughs> Nothing. That's fine. Good place. Scott. That's the only one I've seen, so it's the only one I can vote for. <laughs> Art of self-defense. Not a Barry Ronnie Lilly episode five. I, I just I was just laughing my ass off. Like I, I had to do that it. One. That's a good one. All right. Check out that show, guys. If yeah. you haven't seen oh, it, seriously, Barry. Mm. Mm. We're kind of blowing through these ones a little faster than last week. Good. That's fine. Uh, woman Crush Wednesday is our second to last one. Best mm. woman mm. in a movie. Mm. Mm. Um, I changed mine last second. Did you? Yes, I did. I changed mine too. Okay. <laughs> we have uh, Margot Robbie, Karen Gillan, Lily James, and. Becky Lynch, the man. So I'll start with <laughs> Lily James uh, from yesterday. Mm. Uh, like from yesterday? Yeah. Well, last week, but yesterday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, I thought it was last year. I thought she was an it. Oh my God. Guys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting into <laughs> Troy's. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Lily James, uh, oh, she is. I love her. She's she, so. She might be the most attractive person, maybe not the hottest person in Hollywood, but she's the most attractive person in movies. She, right she's now. like yeah. next door, girl yeah. next door. Uh, exactly. She was, and she's just like every every movie she's in, she's like kind of adorable, like uh, Baby Driver. I love she that. Was Baby so, she was the perfect uh, option for Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah, is she Cinderella? She did Cinderella. Oh, Live action Cinderella. Yeah. She was she was great, and just that she has this uh, innocent innocence about her that That's she plays exactly very it. well. Her, so never do nude scenes, Lily. That's too late. She already has. Uh, That's the first thing Jake looked up. <laughs> That's not true. Um, not the first thing I did. <laughs> but she was easily the most endearing part of yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. absolutely. Abs- yeah, and her character in yesterday was so great. She's so beautiful. She's a great actress. Uh, the writing for her character was great. It's just everything about her in that movie was endearing and ma- and I mean. It's just, it was great. Um, so yeah, Lily James, that's my pick. Okay, I'll go next. Or Scott. Okay, um, I chose Karen Gillan once again. Second year in a row, Karen Gillan gets. Wait, did you pick this. her last year? No, I chose. Uh, oh, okay, sorry. I was just going to say someone like else year. picked her last year. Yeah, anyway, she's, she's uh, like Ruby Roundhouse in uh, Jumanji. Um, mm. 
like th- that's where like she's the hottest i suppose <laughs> but but she does really good job as nebula um Dude, she she sure. took this character I've never heard of and made her one of my favorites. Seriously, like, I want a Nebula movie. She, she's like super like <coughs> deep. Like there's yeah, lots she's of complex. layers. She's very complex, and I think that honestly that that helps her case just as an actress. Like it's the fact that she can play that mm-hmm. so well. Um, it's funny, I almost picked two other actresses from this movie. From uh, and, and, and then her her as a person, Scarlett Johansson and Elizabeth Olsen. And her her as a person. Uh, just she was on. So Jack Black has a YouTube uh, channel called Jiblinski Games, and and he played like Crash Bandicoot with her on the set. Of, she is so likable in that yeah, in that episode right? of Jiblinski like she, Games. It's like she seems cool as hell. I want yeah. I wanted to be there and play with them. Like they, it would have been like she she's just you imagine her, her, her Scottish accent out with Karen Gillan and Jack Black would be like. <laughs> I would just be like the whole time. The whole, the, like, like who do I stare at? <laughs> I know the the. the, the yeah, the, the, she, and then and, and then you watch The Rock and and Kevin Hart walk by and go, oh, what in the world? Yeah. Um. Anyway, <clears throat> that's my pick. Cool. Great. She is stunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go next. My pick is the man Becky Lynch. She's not in a movie, but she's in a weekly television show called WWE Raw. Sometimes SmackDown. Hey, we saw her. We did see her. I saw her live. And the, <gasps> from. All the way up in the nosebleed section of Still just as stunning. <laughs> yes. Um, so if you guys don't know who she is, look her up on her Instagram really quick because her latest she was on. Picture. She was on uh, Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. And that, that's that's kind of why I picked her because Keanu Reeves had, if, if there was a man to have like person of the year, it'd be Keanu Reeves. If I had to pick a person of the year for a woman, it would have to be Becky, Becky Lynch. Lynch. Becky Lynch is... She's she's a woman, uh, obviously. But hey, she we is have two uh, British redheads. She's yeah, she's from Ireland. She's the last kicker, a Scottish and an oh, Irish. So she's redheads. not British. And <laughs> you don't know if she's from Northern Ireland or not, you asswipe. Uh, anyway, uh, not, I mean she's 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 an attractive woman. She's you know, she's, she has professional she's people like America. yeah, she's she definitely has, not British. <laughs> She has people uh, make, doing her makeup, doing her hair, making her look awesome, but she is a badass. Like she can, she can wrestle, she can go in the ring, but she is the new Stone Cold. She is the new The Rock. She's the new John Cena. She's one of the first times ever, like a top merchandise seller, social media presence. The last WrestleMania, she was the, the, main, the event. main event. She was the one holding the belts above her head. She's uh, going to Nickelodeon award shows. She's representing like this company as their rock because awesome. she has, she's the first, the first because she can do it. do it. Yeah. And, but she can do it. She has the charisma. She has what it takes. And I, I saw her on an interview and they were like, Oh, you call yourself the man. Why is that? And she's like, because in my industry, when you're the top person, you're the man, like, who's the man, you know? And she's like, that's me. I'm the man. I'm taking that title. It has nothing to do with, with race or gender. gender. She's like, I'm taking that title because I'm the top dog. I'm the man. So come at me, you know, and they're, they were badgering her like, oh, I bet men were really pissed off when you did that. And she's like, surprisingly, no, I'm <laughs> like, I was accepted with open arms and, you know, <laughs> like, That's like great. my fans have been very receptive to everything that she's done. And, uh, it's cool that she like, she made it, you know, like she's, um, that glass ceiling, she smashed it. <laughs> uh, she's like, she's on Funko Pops. She's on. You know, and and she's on Good Mythical Morning. She's uh, yeah. rep, out there representing, and she's funny. 
Uh, she's super like bubbly and charming. She's badass. Um, long, red, beautiful hair. <laughs> uh, Irish. But she, I don't know. She's cool as hell. And the the transition from like John Cena to Becky Lynch that's happening right now, and it's it's, Brilliant. it's cool that she's she did it on her own. You know, like mm-hmm. she she's a man, and she's gorgeous. And that beauty. Mm. She is Next gorgeous. Up. I looked her up. Yeah, I'm, uh, I just I just realized we don't have a single American woman oh, in our entire really? group. That's right, because the next one is Margot Robbie, and she's from Australia. Australian. Um, cool. I wonder if last year was one. Oh, right, and Lily James is British. That's oh, right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Margot Robbie, um, and actually, the reason why she's my woman, my woman crush of 2019 is actually from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She, she was gore- like she had a huge year. I just realized. Yeah, she yeah. she was in three huge movies. Yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, she was in that uh, that one that bombshell movie. Bombshell, about, about I the, loved bombshell. That was a the. She had the most powerful moment in the entire movie. There's a moment in bombshell yeah. where I like I was stunned in the theater. She was great. She um she doesn't play a huge role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but when she is on screen, she she kind of like owns she it. has this she owns it. she has a presence and and I kind of liked what they were doing with it. They were setting it up for something that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it made you appreciate yes. her. Cause I was like really nervous when I realized when I, when it, when it clicked for me, cause I never, I went in, I watched, I started watching the movie without any context of what was going on, but I knew enough about the history of what happened, what actually happened that it clicked. And I was like, Oh, oh no. no, I was like, I can't, I don't yeah. know if I, can she was literally, she was literally there to make you fall in love with her. Yeah. Uh, just by being herself. She, yeah. she doesn't even interact with anybody, but she's, she's on, she's in the movie enough for you to like, yeah. Oh, this is really going to hurt. Yeah. When this, this is, is going to suck in the last, you know, it's a four hour movie in the last, you know, no. Anyway. Um, but uh, you said three movies. What was the third one? Birds of Prey was this year, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Birds of oh, Prey was this year. Was it, did it come 20, out in 2020? So. Yeah. Whatever. So. But she's still, had, she's had a, she's, a crazy. Uh, and, and that's the thing is, is, well. is she, she has the ability. I, Tanya the, the year before. Yeah. She and was I, Tanya amazing. was great. That really showed her acting, her acting chops, I think. Um, Here's the thing about Margot Robbie. She, I, Tanya is a perfect example. She can headline and be that, that person in, in the film, but birds of prey, like, I don't think it's Margot Robbie. That's the problem with like that character. It's the character itself. Harley Quinn. I just don't think people care enough about her. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might, but yeah. Anyway, that's my woman crush. Margot Robbie. Cool. Also, I saw, I saw her on hot ones, another YouTube show. Mm hmm. She was pretty do charismatic and do funny in that. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Will Ferrell, by the way, was just on yeah, that one. So yeah. It was great. But let's not talk about what, Will Ferrell. What are our, what are our picks women. again? <laughs> Karen Gillan, Becky Lynch, Lily James, and uh, Margot Robbie. Okay. Which, I mean, as far as if you're going to go based solely on looks, how do you, you're not going to pick between those four. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no way to pick between those four. Um, should we do a one where you, where but, you have to vote for somebody else? The good thing is like it's not based on looks because this is like who had like the best, who was the best in 2019? Like who? Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Lily James. Ooh, two for Lily James. I wasn't expecting that. Chris and Troy. All right. Uh, Becky Lynch. No votes for Becky Lynch. It's really hard. I want to vote for her. But uh, uh, let's see. Karen Gillan. 
Scott, and I'm going to vote for Margot Robbie. Lily. Lily James. I like that pick a lot. Me too. I I feel like she's, uh, I mean, she was the underdog of the. Yeah, absolutely. But like she's, she is a scene stealer in everything and she's going to have a huge career because she's so good at it. Mm -hmm. Yep. She's super likable. Um, I think that her looks are not something that's going to fade or anything like Mm -hmm. that. It's she's yeah. And she's an awesome actor. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Great. I like that pick a lot because I voted for it. (laughs) (laughs) You win. Let's see it. Uh, What's next? Last. This is the last one? Not least. Wait. Yep. We have movies. Do we have six this time? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought we had seven both. Anyway, sorry. Last but not least, we have Colbo's movie of the year. I feel like this is going to be a long topic because we need me to focus on these a bit. So, we, like the (coughs) Academy, uh, have picked four excellent movies. (laughs) Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, Joker and the Irishman. So, Troy, you want to lead it off? Yeah. Um, the Irishman, really, really long movie. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you if you want if you want to, I like I would recommend probably just watching it in segments, kind of like I did. Um, I think someone posted online somewhere yeah. like the the, per, the good places to make it a three yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, and and it and it's <coughs> three and a half hours long. Yeah. Who's all seen this? Long. Long I, I've movie. seen it. You've seen it? Uh-huh. Okay. okay. So the Irishman. Okay. First of all, I really, really, really like Martin Scorsese's style. His mm-hmm. his ability to tell a gangster movie <coughs> was fantastic. And then I really enjoyed the aspect of this movie behind uh, Jimmy Hoffa and the time jumps and everything. Like at first when it showed young um, Robert De Niro, I almost said Leonardo DiCaprio. When it, at first when it showed young Robert De Niro, I was a little like, okay, that's iffy. It, but then you kind of get you, you get used to it. Yeah, you and you're just like, okay, it's not that big of a I deal. Know, it's anymore. not like Marvel quality. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh man, what is her name? The the daughter that stops talking to him. Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. She doesn't have a line. In she the has whole no line, hours. but she she has. She she's like Lily, really well. Though. She's like Lily James, and I almost wish I kind of would have put her on there. She ha- she's like Lily James and Margot Robbie, where when she was on screen, she uh, she just owned it. She just had that that weight of without like, a single gravity. line. It's crazy. Yeah, without a single line, and um, the I, I don't know, like uh, Scorsese's ability to just tell a really really good. Well, I, I like that he he but, lets things breathe. Like, yeah, like yes. it, it was a three and a half hour movie. It was super long. Yeah, but but if you're in the right mindset. Like it's, he, he lets things go. He, there's no rush. Yeah. He lets the story go out at the pace that he wants. He's yeah. not going to conform to any like studio two hour less pace. He lets it breathe and he lets the story go. And yeah. the comedian that said, yeah, Irishman was great. You know what's, what? The, so here's the problem with Scorsese's past movies. Uh, he's like, he said something about uh, Goodfellas was like the Irishman, except they left out all the good stuff, like driving a car and checking into hotels and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and that's like, cause I saw it and admittedly I slept through a lot of this movie and I'd had to, and I missed a lot. Like, and I tried going back. It's like, what did I miss? I don't even know. And then 
the movie ended and I was like, okay, I, I literally got everything. You know, like I slept through like half of it and I still got everything. You got the gist of it. And I was like, this is unnecessarily long. And like, you're right. Like yeah. Scorsese does let stuff breathe. Nobody was passing him notes. Netflix was like, oh, Martin, we bow to you. Please yeah, make a movie exactly here. And so he made the movie that he wanted. It didn't have to be this long. It didn't. Um, and that, that that was like my biggest problem with it is like once it was over, I was like, okay, I get it. And and like his old movies, you know, like he he was a rebel when he first started. People were like, his movies are too violent. They're going to promote crime. The, yeah, the games, same thing that Joker uh, happened to Joker this year. He's glorifying violence, you know. And then in like 2019, he's like, look at me. Look at your your shitty Marvel movies, you know. It's like uh, it's like you're you're doing you're, you're crapping on your past, and I don't I don't like I don't disagree with what he's saying, but I also think that where he's coming from is from a level of haughtiness. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I don't really dig like Casino or or Goodfellas that much, so it's, it was hard for me to even like I don't know. That's so. Where this movie, I think, really shines is the performance of the actors. Oh, yeah. Is, is De Niro, Joe Pacino, Pesci. Pesci um, even the smaller characters that aren't around, like Sebastian Maniscalco. Was Ray the, Romano. Uh, um, Ray Romano was Ray really Romano good. Ray Romano was really good. Uh, the Sebastian Maniscalco yeah. guy that was the, uh, the, the upstart mob boss that... Uh, that they Dude, take oh, care and of. Who's, who's and, the? He's uh, like this British guy that played the little little guy, little man in it. Oh, he was he in, so good. He's in all of the uh, the Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah, huh? yeah. He's this oh, like tough looking dogs. British guy. That guy. Yeah. What, what was his name in Irishman? Because he was like the. He, they they call him the little the little, little, guy, the little um, man, the little guy. Because he's he was the new union. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was the guy. He, I, I was him. he was the guy that uh, they got in the fight in Miami, right? Yeah, they got he's, in a fight in. He's the afraid jail. of the yeah. Germans. Did you see? Dude, his uh, the thickest yeah. accent. Did you in real see? Life? Um, <laughs> Boardwalk Empire. Any of you guys no, watch no, that? No, he no, plays Al Capone in that. Oh, he, he's, does he? He's Al Capone. Al Capone. And he, really? he does a really Dude, he, good job. I love him. He has this, Zay like... Germans. He has this, uh, this ability to just create this, like, kind of this tension just in his face. Like, he, he, can, look, he yeah. can look at a person and you're just like, oh, man, he's going to murder that guy. And, and he yeah. does that so well with, as Al Capone. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, there's, some, there's some names in this movie, too. Like... Just, just some like uh, I love almost... Bobby Cannavale. How do you say his name? Cannavale, yeah, yeah. the the skinny he is razor guy. Great in everything. Yeah. yeah, he's great in other guys. He's great in Mr. Robot. He's great he's, in Irishman. He's great in uh, oh yeah. In uh, what is it? The he's he was the boyfriend and he's great Ant-Man. in Ant Man. He's yeah. such a talented actor. Dude, was some... Mr. Robot. He's he's one of my favorite characters in Mr. Robot. There was some. Uh... It's huh. almost uh, chewing gum with the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it? I'm trying to find it. Anyway, there's some almost stunt casting in this. Um, Harvey Keitel was great in it, where because Harvey Keitel was the uh, the mob bo- the main mob boss. Did, uh, that, uh, that was Joe did Pesci's Joe Pesci boss? get nominated for an award for this? Yeah, I think, so. he, he, I think he did. Yeah, because yeah. I think he did a stellar job. Um, and I hated him in it. Yeah. Yeah, but, but he was like, because he's like the fatherly, like, uh, like the Godfather type figure in this movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you're the cause of so much bad. Yes, and well, I'm like, but you're shown in such a revered light, and he, he's so so soft spoken and so so well, lethal. The big thing that happened. What's his name? B- Buffonti, uh, Buffalini. 
Yeah. Buffalino. Buffalino. Yep. The big the big event that happened in this movie is the instance that happened that the instance that led up with with Jimmy Hoffa. And you look back and you you look and you see that it was like it it came through Buffalino. It's kind of I guess a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um but you know what's happening. It's it anyway, but like that was it was kind of devastating in a way. Yeah. Like, and, and then and then the interesting in part way, is, yeah. is showing the the aftermath not only immediately after, but like 20 years, 30 years after, 40 years, however long after, like you see the effects that had on on uh, De, Niro, De Niro's character. What's, right? what's his name in that? I, I just call him the Irishman. Yeah. Sheeran. Fra- Frank, Frank Sheeran. Mm-hmm. So like the, the effects it had on him throughout his life afterwards is just like he was just, he was loyal to a T to his own detriment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he forced himself not to feel. But so there is a scene where he's with uh, Hoffa and he's he's being friends with him by orders. But then he leaves the door open, you know, and he like he like looks at the door and he's huh. And then the movie ends with another open door. Yep. And, he, and I, where he tells him to leave the door. And I, and I slept the whole movie and I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> but, but it's, it's, it was, a it's a strong point that they're trying to make. Not really a message, but it was like, you betrayed this person's trust. Mm-hmm. You, you're the worst person. Well, and it's one of those situations where it's like, how does he not do it? But, how does he do it? Like he, he's in the worst situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's good stuff. Good. And good, I like how the, the ending of it kind of sets it up because, because the only reason we know about Jimmy Hoffa was his book and the FBI agents that were getting the notes from him. Cause I like at the end, he's like, you can talk to my lawyer and he's like, he's dead. Everyone's dead. <laughs> Everyone. Who are you protecting? And you can tell it hit him really hard. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, you're the last. But but, but he still he still didn't say anything. Well, he did. Well, eventually, <laughs> not in the movie, but they they set it up to like this is where the book comes from. This is this is the mind state where he was in. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. Joker. Let's talk about the Joker. So the Joker oh, is bro. We talked a lot. We talked a lot about it in our last week when we were talking about the. We have villain. to be careful because we're going to talk about this forever. Yeah, no, we don't. Is... We don't need to talk about it forever. Um, it's uh, I didn't a character wanna, study. I didn't want to a... pick it, but I I almost like had to. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. a, it's a character study on a really liked villain in DC. Um, he's like it. It's a the the approach to this movie is very genre disru- disruptive. Yeah. Um. You don't ever see superhero or comic book movies like this. Um, it, it is very Scorsese-esque. It, mm-hmm. it pulled a lot from older Scorsese movies. Um, and it's, I don't know, it, it's just a it's a really good movie. It's a really good character. There's so much that goes into the movie. Into There's the a lot of up. thought. Like, yeah. no, so many yeah. of these movies on in this list, though, no, are ones like, I, so don't wa- I, I don't want to watch again, though. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I love the way that Joker built Gotham City, for one. Mm-hmm. It felt... I, I haven't felt like that. I sometimes forgot it was Gotham. It felt yeah. so real. Yeah. yeah. I, you know exactly. I, mean? I, I haven't it's felt very like... Very good period piece, too. Like, like the... the the set New York yeah. in the seventies. Yeah, it was awesome. Feel. Yeah, awesome. and I and I felt like it was like like Chris said a real city, but it didn't feel like Gotham didn't feel as real since basically like since um, 
Dark Knight and and uh, right Batman, Batman Begins, Begins, but it even yeah. felt more real yeah, because you had like social workers, you had you had you had all these different like aspects of you the were, city, but you were seeing how deep the corruption yes. actually went yeah. in Gotham. And then talking about it was that just systemic, I love the way that Joker portrayed the Waynes. Mm-hmm. The Wayne family, yeah. like every, in in Batman's almost his entire existence, you had the Waynes as these pillars of society, and they are politically, but they have a lot of questionable morals, and which makes a lot of sense because everybody's got skeletons. He's a businessman. Everybody's yeah. got skeletons in their closet. Too. Yeah, especially you know anyone I mean? that, that that's been that successful. <laughs> yeah. in business, you, you got to be a little cutthroat. To, yeah, to yeah. Make you money. do, and, and so like he. Uh, uh, I just, I, it was different. And I, at first it made me uncomfortable. That's it right there. But then I was like, no, like that makes a lot of sense. It it, it kind of goes into the psyche of why Bruce Wayne could be so, so vicious sometimes when yeah. with, with the criminals. And, and, and why you know he's I mean? so, also why he has, he, he He's so um, brooding. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, he, he has so much conflict in him that Bruce uh, Batman does. Yeah. Dude, this this movie, it, Troy said it made him feel uncomfortable. Uh, I had a pit in my stomach the entire time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it just felt yeah. so, like, chaotic, I think is a good word. Because you're like, I don't know what he's going to do next. Yep. And you watch him slowly decline into madness dude the scene in the bathroom when he approaches the dude he thinks is his dad oh yeah oh yeah and you're like like, what is he gonna do exactly exactly because that's that's what i mean is like uh society is beating on him and beating on him and beating on him and every quiet moment he has alone by himself it's just like, oh my gosh, he's he's going crazy, yep. and we all know what's going to happen. But watching it happen is yeah, like, dude, it's this the is, hardest part of dude, the movie. It's, and, a, it's a slow motion I, train it's wreck. Like, it's like the edge of your seat, kind of. Uh, I watched it again, and it wasn't because I knew what to expect. But I was like, that's interesting because the first time I saw it, my heart was racing because I'm just like nervous constantly. Yeah. Like, what is he going to do? Yeah, that you bring up that moment where uh, <clears throat> in the bathroom where he's uh, approaching. It was uh, Arthur Wayne, right? Or Thomas. Thomas Wayne, whatever it is. Arthur, uh, whatever. Hmm. Arthur. That's he's Arthur. Name. Arthur Fleck. He, anyway, um, he's just like so vulnerable in that scene. It just like breaks your heart the way he's, the way he's dismissed. But if you're in uh, Wayne's position, it's like... You're the weirdo that like, grabbed my kid's face. Yeah, yeah. Like, like get out of my get out of my face. This is weird. Um, anyway, it's just like the, the, the circumstances seem... It almost seems unavoidable, but then it's like this catastrophe, catastrophe that is leading to I it. Still, it's, so, it's crazy. I still uh, am not recovered from the scene where he's in the girl's apartment. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to bring, oh, that's, I felt like that hit yeah. really hard. He's in her and, apartment. And, and nobody then, still knows what happens. And then, and, and then next thing you I looked know, at you two and you guys are, apartment you guys are pulling your hair out. Yeah. He's in his apartment and there's ambulance <coughs> sirens. sirens. Yeah. And it's like, oh. what happened? And, and then you never see her again. And, yeah. then, the and then, and then there's the scene in his apartment with his coworkers and it's like, Oh, it's, it's oh, just yeah. so. Oh my gosh, the little the little guy yeah, the, is trying that, to get out. That and he was can't unlock. See, and Jake Jake <laughs> oh, said this earlier when gosh, when, when darkest when Joker moment. shoots people and then he goes into the room to like catch his breath and see what happens and then like he, he transforms like Arthur transforms in the Joker like that's why he's dancing. He's like 
he like transition, you know, and he has to like express himself somehow. And the, so he dances and it's like, that's weird. But so is the Joker. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, this is, he's feeling this so much right now that he has to like express himself. So he feels so good about his decline. And there's an element of the Batman and Joker mythos, if you want to call it that, that I have always been fascinated with. And that is the aspect we've, we've talked spoilers of the Joker, right? About, about, uh, Thomas Wayne in the bathroom and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Are we gonna, are we okay to talk about spoilers? Spoiler warning: We talk about spoilers. We've all seen it. So, <laughs> the thing that I love about the Joker Batman mythos is one creates the other. Mm-hmm. Think about Batman. That's Tim, Tim Burton, that's I mean. the joke at the end when he's like, "You yes. wouldn't get it." Right? He created Batman. Yes, he. Well, well, that's <laughs> it, right. But like, so this it, it goes even so much deeper. Like, like to go back to the Tim Burton Batman, uh, Jack Napier killed. Bruce Wayne, uh, sorry, uh, the Waynes, Thomas Wayne and Mar- Thomas Martha Wayne uh, killed the Waynes, created Batman. Batman dropped him into a vat of chemicals, created the Joker. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of go up this back and forth of creating each other. Well, here you have Joker could be Batman's brother, half brother. So literally the Waynes created Arthur Fleck. And they leave it open. And then, and then, and then society be, created be. the Joker. And then Joker, because of Joker's influence, killed Thomas and Martha Wayne, which then brings up Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just this, this whole cyclical thing. Dichotic, dichotomy thing that it's just like you just have one creates the other always. And it's, and, and even you could, you could, uh, you could even uh, portray it in the dark Knight where escalation, escalation, where like Batman comes on the scene. Well, guess now what happens mm-hmm. now we have a clown and the clown only cares about Batman. And he's this stark opposite of one. The other, the other side of the coin. One is dark and brooding and introverted. Yeah. The other is not. Yeah. <laughs> and then loud and then flamboyant and what was on the line a, was a leader of a, of a revolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so that was, that was one thing I loved about the Thomas Wayne twist. Uh, and, and you know, what's funny though, is all of my favorite movie. stuff about that movie have nothing to do with like Batman or comic books or yeah, yeah that's exactly it. That's, that is interesting. All right, let's go. To the okay. All right. I'm going to talk about Jojo rabbit a little bit. That was my pick. For I'm going to talk about it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love okay. that movie. So this movie, and we have to do spoiler free. We have yeah, to I do spoiler free. I haven't it, seen it. <laughs> um, well, a lot of okay. I guess everyone saw Joker. It made a billion dollars. Yeah. So, uh, Jojo Rabbit. There are some parts. So this is one of the funniest movies that came out last year, but it's also one of the most poignant um, and heartbreaking. And heartbreaking. The so the concept of the movie or the 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 story basically is it's Berlin. Uh, at the end of World War II, which I don't know how much history any all of you know, but historically, not an awesome place to be. Uh, Berlin, 1945, 1946, not a place you want to be. Um, so it's about this little boy who is a... Nazi buys uh, into the Nazi Hitler's youth. Hitler's youth. He loves Nazism. His imaginary friend. I'm uh, kind of into swastikas. So <laughs> <laughs> his, his imaginary friend is Hitler. Adolf. Uh, Adolf. Played by Taika Waititi. He's played by Taika so Waititi. Funny dude. He's he's a pudgy, <clears throat> slightly effeminate Hitler that is so so funny when he's chris was talking about the other day when he's running with him and he turns and looks at him and gives a thumbs up and then the kid gives a bloody thumbs up and he's like <laughs> he gives this disgusted look at his bloody th- like it's just 
it's so fun. Anyway, so the kid buys in completely to He's 10 years old to to Nazism. And it's more like it, it, it's portrayed more like the Cub Scouts, but it's and, also portrayed like they're superheroes. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. these are their heroes. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't want to say too much more than that um, because I was side. I, I was I was I, I, I was, thought this was a straight up comedy. Yeah. And then I was like, it got nominated for Best Picture. And I was like, what? Are you serious? I was then, shocked by 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 even some of the things the that pro, were happening. Scarlett Johansson was amazing in this. She oh was incredible. But when she when she played his great. dad, I was like, "Will she be my mom?" Like she's she so good. His, yeah, know, have you I seen know. this, Troy? Okay, yeah. Um, dude, she's so no, I have not. Sam Rockwell is Sam really Rockwell good in this. is the Rebel guy Wilson. who runs the Sam Rockwell is the guy who runs the the, <laughs> the Hitler's, Hitler's Youth. Youth camp that the kid goes to. He's a war vet. He's decorated war vet. Decorated war veteran who had an injury. Alfie Allen uh, <laughs> is his uh, right hand man, basically, and they're um, totally in love with each other. <laughs> they never talk about it, but you can fantastic. tell. <laughs> um, there's uh, Stephen Merchant is the mm-hmm. Gestapo guy that comes around and and searches uh, homes. The, the and girl. What's funny in in that scene. They, they even had him stand on an apple box to be even taller. Oh, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. weird how they made him look scary. Oh yeah, but but it's, scary but, but funny at the same time. Yeah, he's, how do they do that? Like that was so good. He's Stephen Merchant. It's Taika freaking Waititi. Yeah. He might. He is quickly climbing the ladder. He hasn't of done my favorite a bad director. movie ever. He. I have never felt this. I, I, I can't say I've never, but I haven't felt this wide range of emotions while watching a movie in a long. long I laughed. Time. I cried. It's hard. It, I mean. It seems like World War II movies do that. Like, <laughs> That's they, true. When they're done well, they're like, they, there's a lot. Well, and even at this point, too, you're like, yeah, we get it. Nazis are bad. But then Taika was like, see that attitude right there? Like, that's... You said you'd never forget. And I think you've forgotten. So yeah. I'm going to make so, this movie. So, uh... Thomas and Mackenzie, the girl. Amazing. Oh, amazing. my goodness. She was so good. She's she's going to be huge. She, I think so. She think was in so, Leave okay. No Trace from, like, last year. It's such a good actress. So, um, it, they pull no punches mm-hmm. on how awful it was to live in Berlin at that point in time. There are some awful things that happen in it. They do it in a good, in a funny way. It's all through. Um, it's through his eyes. So but like, it's through the kids' he's eyes. Like happy and good, there's upbeat music playing in the background. But yeah. it's ultimately a movie about a kid who has buys into Nazism, and then it shows his heart softening when he realizes what Nazism actually I mean, is. It says it right here. There's a Jewish girl hiding in their home. Like it says it right in the description. So yeah. So you know it's right ba- there. It's based off a. It's based off a novel. That, that was a little more serious than yeah. this, but um, it, that same premise. So there's, so there's. Oh gosh, I, I love that, the uh, just, I love the approach that they showed. They're like, because there's a lot of comedy in this. Like he gets injured, and he's like, "How can I help Hitler's youth?" They're like, oh, you can take the clones for a walk. You can go. You can take the clones. <laughs> it shows for like walk. six identical, six identical <laughs> kids that look like Hitler. And then they're oh like, "You can uh, go and collect metal." So he walks around like metal for Hitler. <laughs> um, but it also shows like the indoctrination of like uh, Jews have horns and yeah. they uh, grow tails. 
whales and they and they, eat they, humans they eat and humans and they're like oh we got to stop these jews and, and then they they're mind like control eventually like yeah the russians are coming they're even worse than the jews they have sex with dogs <laughs> and you're like yeah we gotta we gotta get out of here before they kill us all and screw all of our dogs <laughs> yorkie was my favorite his chubby little oh, friend goodness, dude, so with the paper it uniform. really sucks to be a nazi right now <laughs> And he drops the bazooka and it shoots the storefront. Oh, God. <laughs> that kid did I do that? did such a good job in this movie that they cast him in the Home Alone remake. Oh, did really? They really? And They're I, remaking Home Alone? Yeah, but with this kid. So I'm, I'm all for it because this <laughs> kid's fantastic. He's so funny. Uh, um, Archie Yates. He's great. So there's, but there's like, even Hitler, Taika Waititi's Hitler, mm-hmm. is not an altogether bad character. Like yeah, he kind of gets that way at the end. But well, the yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's an imaginary friend, realizes, so he's there for him. But Hitler teaches the kid that it's okay to be a rabbit. He teaches the kid, like he helps the kid get through some of the, some of the hard he's things a, about growing up. Yeah, some of the, he's the imaginary friend that's there for him to give him like affirmation and and. But he's doing it through the lens of like but, but he does teachings. Yeah, exactly. But he only knows as much as a ten year old kid would know. Yeah. So, but then but then eventually what do you think of these pants? Are the hips wide enough? Are the <laughs> hips wide enough? It, it's just everything about it. the movie was just it was funny. It was it he keeps was, giving him cigarettes. He's stop offering me goddamn cigarettes. I'm ten. I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm nervous. So, I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. I yeah, we've, we've, that uh, movie. That movie, by far, my favorite movie of. I laughed year. a lot, and then yeah. I gasped a lot, and it was an absolute joy to watch. Absolutely, absolutely, and Taika Waititi, he's he's climbing the list. He's he's one of my top three favorite directors because uh, he's able to handle heavy subjects in a lighthearted way that makes you laugh, and also because I mean. I, I, he did uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Heavy subjects in a lighthearted way. Thor Ragnarok, same thing. Like he he's he's able to do this. And vampires, he's, heavy subjects. <laughs> that 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 may be a a bit of a stretch, but yeah. Um, anyway, Jojo Rabbit. That's my vote. Last one up though is Chris's. Uh, Parasite. Um, I, this is a movie that was I didn't want to go see it in theaters and then i went to you can you can buy it now and i was like i don't want to buy it so it was like i just had to wait and wait and wait to finally watch this movie and i watched it and i was like uh this deserves to be talked about in this category absolutely so i put it on there and then it won best picture and i was like well i'll be damned you know (laughs) have you seen it troy parasite no i haven't oh okay so i don't want to spoil this for anybody and i hope we didn't spoil jojo i hope we didn't spoil anything else this is another movie where you don't look up what happens in this don't research what it's about just watch it it is so much better if 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 the twists hit you blindsided oh my goodness i watched it last night for the first time it it blindsides you it i could not believe how intense the the seemingly mundane things that happen mm -hmm. are it's like it's a oh it's so tense the bond bong jun ho is a master He, he doesn't like sugarcoat things and he doesn't hide his uh, message behind like definitely. There's morals to this. Yeah, and and all of his movies are have a very similar feel. It's the the rich and the poor. You know, it's the upper class it's and then Snowpiercer. He, yeah. He's he's from South Korea, so he kind of knows all about people growing up thinking that they're better than him. 
Um, he doesn't he doesn't mince words, you know, and, and his his message is very obvious. And I really respect him for that. Um, but this is another one. There's like stairs go up to the rich and then stairs go down to the poor and the the poor pray for good Wi-Fi signals so that they can actually communicate with the world or do work and the rich pray for rain because they already have everything else you know and so like everyone get hopefully they can get what they pray for and then be a little more grateful for it but it's there's no real villains in this movie there's just ignorance yeah people they're just like super interesting yeah and the way it was described to me was that it kind of plays with genres a bunch of different genres because someone said someone said that it uh it starts out kind of like a ocean's 11 type caper movie Mm -hmm. and then and then it it has a twist and it changes into more of a suspenseful movie. And then it implements some horror aspects into the, into the film. And it just, it takes a bunch of aspects from a bunch of different genres and kind of throws them all in there. And it doesn't feel cobbled together. Mm -hmm. It feels very smooth. It feels like a very well put together movie that, that was intentional in all of its parts, Mm -hmm. but it does use, pieces borrowed from all these different genres uh but it's very very well put together very well meticulously you're uh you're your um comment that it's there's no real bad guys yeah and it's actually they actually talk about it in the movie where they're all basically just products of their environment right Mm -hmm. and because the mom the poor mom is like if i was this rich i'd be even nicer than these people Mm -hmm. like because so it's like it's almost not even their fault. They're just products of their environment, mm-hmm. but, but everyone's trying to make do with where they're at yeah. in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it's funny too, cause they're obviously really smart and really capable, but they don't have any money. Yep. But the, the, the idea of playing on the themes of the movie and one of the biggest themes in the movie is plans, <coughs> making a plan and having a plan and how having a plan blows up in your face but that, so, that's what makes the ending a little more hard. But so too. does not having a plan. Uh huh. Not having a plan also blows up in your face. So what's better? Is it better to go at life with a plan, or is it better to go at life without a plan? And ultimately, it's better to have money. This is suddenly <laughs> becoming <laughs> ultimately it? this is suddenly becoming be really hard to vote for a winner. It is. I know. I know. This is what I'm looking at. Going. Oh my gosh, we've talked about all four of these and movies. How, and how crazy is it that a foreign language movie won Best Picture? Has that ever never, happened? It almost ne- uh, no, I don't think so. That's how good this movie is. Yeah. <coughs> it won Best Foreign, foreign Language. language well, International. Oh, no, they don't call it Foreign Language no, anymore? This is the first year they call it an International Film. Oh, good for them. Um, so it's won Best International Film, Best Directing, Best Picture. And it won best directing too. Yeah. And, and original screenplay. Right? And original screenplay. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Jojo rabbit won best adapted screenplay. Oh, Cause it was a book. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, it, yeah. Bong Joon Ho was saying like, I'm going to be after winning director. He was like, I'm going to be so drunk tonight. You guys have no idea. <laughs> and then they called him his name for, they called parasite for winning best picture. And they showed him and he was like in his chair, like, what? what is going on? How in the world? 
Like he was expecting to win international. Their picture. movies are winning our awards and their bands are chart <laughs> topping, <laughs> are our, topping charts. our charts. Yeah, I, I shazammed the BTS song the other day and I was like, this song is bumping, dude. <laughs> I really like it. You stand in BTS? Those stand. I stand. <laughs> those Koreans, man, they know what they're doing. All right, should we vote? Make good food. Let's do it. Golly. Oh my okay. gosh. Okay. I know what I'm voting for. Okay, what do we start with? Are, are we doing the same thing as we did uh, last week with the uh, movie The Decade? Can't vote for your own. <sighs> no, I don't. Honestly, like. All right, let's vote. Okay, <laughs> uh, Irishman. Oh man, no votes for Irishman. Okay, uh, what was the next one we talked? Joker. Two votes for the Joker, and Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Oh, Holy votes cow. for Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> that means no votes for Parasite, which makes me super sad. But oh wow, that's interesting. Should we fight to the death? Okay. Between if we had to choose between these two, let's, I think uh, we have to have a winner. I think let's so uh, let's 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 get a pool cue, break it in half, and have try. But how do we do this? It's going to break in. Uh, it's going to be even again. It's going to break in because it's two and two. Yeah. How do we decide a winner? So that's why we're supposed to do it without. Voting for your own? Without voting for your own? I'm, I didn't. I didn't either. Jake I did. did. <laughs> so that would make Joker the winner. Is that is that how we're going to do it? I guess so. Uh, uh, like, who, who would you... Yeah, it would. I don't know. I mean, I guess... If, it's if, called Joker the winner then. Well, let's vote for second place. That is it, second place. Yeah. JoJo has to be second place. No, 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 no. That, so what would you vote for second place? You voted Joker for first place. Yeah. What would you vote for second place? Uh, Jojo. Jojo. I haven't seen Jojo or Parasite, so I'd have to say Irishman. Irishman. I would say Parasite. I would say Parasite. Parasite. Um, Did that do anything? Yes. Because yes, because he said Jojo. But so that would put. Well, then two of us give, with Joker at the top. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. It would. It, it, if if you count second place votes, it's like a half a vote. Or whatever. It, it, it barely edges Jojo. Then it Joker. barely edges Jojo. But above. if we didn't pick our own, Joker would have won. That's true. <laughs> How do we do I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <clears throat> so they both get two and a half points. Damn it. They both get two and a half points <laughs> for the two different ways to vote. Should we flip a coin? Is that how we're going to decide it? I, I don't know how else to. Do I don't know how else to. Down. I'm down to clown. That. Okay, Joker this is, is. This is heads. This is tails. Joker's wait, what's what's heads? Okay, Joker's head. heads. Joker's, Joker's heads. Because it's a Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finally, win one for the good guys. Well, yeah, because uh, the Giffords never get their choices. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens. We flipped a we flipped a wallet. I am genuinely surprised you picked Jojo. Like you didn't seem to be like that uh, passionate about it when we were talking about it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 you should be. I loved that movie. Okay, so Jojo Rabbit was our was our movie of the year. Troy, you got to get on that. I am going to. That is that is uh, an excellent movie. I am so I'm very happy with with how that worked. Um, let's see. Okay, I want to say thank you. 
for everyone for listening. Um, that was, those were our uh, Cold Bow Awards for 2019, the second, second annual. annual. Good stuff. It's a big I'm, deal, you guys. Everybody loves it. I know we were like ranting and raving, but I, I felt like this was kind of a weak year in movies. Like, a little here's bit. the thing: the so movies that were good. We, usually, yeah. we include video games, but like this, movies that know. were th- this year, the movies that were good were really good. Yeah, but the movies that were not, they good, were like the, obvious. There was no like sleeper hits or anything. Yeah, there it wasn't was, yeah. very many sleepers. I mean, I was as far very as, distracted was, with other just, things, but that's it was true. Like, it was just top heavy. This year was very top heavy with movies. There wasn't a lot like in the middle class. Cause like, I don't know how many of you saw Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, I love excellent that. movie. Yeah. Excellent, I, I almost excellent chose uh, Henry Ford getting in the car with, um, Oh my gosh. With, with, uh, with Shelby, Shelby yeah, as, as, the, as the comedy funny. moment. Oh, it was goodness. so oh, great. He craps his pants. Dude, oh, dude, it's so That good. is not what I expected <laughs> you to say. <laughs> it is so funny. It is so funny. Uh, but yeah, no Ford versus Ferrari. That one's like the Irishman though, where the, the strength of that movie is in the performance of the yeah, actors. Yeah. yeah. It, they were just all so great. Um, I'm trying to think of like movies I saw this year where I like, didn't even, cause like I love toy story four. And then later on, I was like, yeah, it was okay. You know, like, and that was basically it. Like, yeah. it's... I mean... You had Spider-Man Far From Home. You had uh, Yesterday. So... Uh, they're all movies that we talked yesterday about. Yesterday was kind of a sleeper yeah. hit, I thought. Mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate Aladdin, but I... But I like. I hated it. Lion King. That's for damn. Yeah, sure. I didn't like Lion King. It, it just the shot for shot remake thing it was like anyway. What? Okay, I'm gonna. You know, you what? know what they could have done to just make one thing they could have done to make that better. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, it was just delve into the Mufasa scar story. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did he get those scars? Was that what you were going to say? <laughs> what was his name at birth? Yeah. Was that what you were going to say? No, I was going to say, I was going to completely scar? change subject. That's oh, why I wanted I'm sorry. you to, but what are you guys looking forward to this year? What's like, Oh man, what's tickling your jimmies? I'm actually looking forward to uh fast and furious. Because I am too. I was right. I was, dude. I am so excited for I am, the trailer. I am officially like, saying, like, on ironically, this podcast, <laughs> that I was right, and Chris and Jenny and I think you guys were all wrong. I was right. <laughs> Hashtag Troy was right. Yep. Hashtag Troy. Was right. <laughs> uh, I am, and I, I really want to see Sonic. It's already out. Yeah. I just saw Gentleman. That was titties. Oh, Gentleman was great. And I really want to see the, the uh, 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 Practical Joker's movie. Yeah, like, I think I'm, Troy and I should go see that together. <laughs> I'm really excited. <sighs> okay, I, I'm I'm gonna sound like a homer, but I'm actually excited for the new Wonder Woman movie. Oh, Is that coming out yes. this year? Yeah, and it looks good. That one looks really good. Yeah, Wonder was it eighty four? Wonder mm-hmm. Woman eighty four. Wonder Woman eighty four. That one looks great. Um, video games is what I'm excited for this year. Mm. We got the, Last Final of Fantasy seven remake is coming out next month, and I'm supposed to be in school, and I may fail. Because I am buying that game, <laughs> and I'm going to play it. Uh, my family will have to be second fiddle, you know? Like, oh. You're talking about, you're, you're, you're saying that like it's not already the case. Uh, <laughs> Behind Final Fantasy VII, yeah. Um, and uh, Cyberpunk comes yeah, out like Cyberpunk, a month later. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There, I'm, there's some video games coming out this year that I'm pretty excited for. Yeah. yeah, in the year of our Lord and Savior, natural twenty twenty, natural nat nat twenty nat twenty. Critical. critical. Uh, we've got a new. We've got a new. Uh, uh, we've got a new. Speaking of, we got a new D and D campaign starting soon. So, not that uh, that's going to have anything to do with the podcast, but that's something I'm looking <laughs> forward to as well. Me too. All right. Um, 
Cool. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you all. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if you, if, if we got anything wrong, if you agree with us, let us know, uh, get on social media, uh, send us some DMS, send us some, uh, uh, love our way. Get on Patreon. Let us let us feel the love that way. If you uh, if you feel like we deserve it, uh, throw something that that way for us. We'd love to see that. Um, we have our merch on Amazon. Get on there and get some of that. Uh, some of that some. action. I want to say, let's see. From uh, we have a new listener, uh, someone I work with, uh, who sent Miss Morgan Brewster sent us Morgan. Uh, uh, she sent us a suggestion and she wants a Lord of the Rings stack in 2020. Hobbit so, movies? I think we'll make it happen. I asked her, I said, do you want us to include the Hobbit movies or not? Because that's a very different episode. If we include the Hobbit movies, um, it might have to be a two-parter. Uh, I think we can get through the Hobbit movies pretty quickly. No, I mean like the whole <laughs> the honest. whole stack might have to be a two-parter. No. I, I know how you guys like to talk about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, know, I was going to say like <laughs> just stacking the three it's hard enough <laughs> yeah and like i don't watch extended editions very often Mm-mm. it's a novelty so i don't know if so i could stack theatrical so versions. my my lord of the rings is theatrical anyway this is a topic for another time yep. <laughs> okay morgan we promise we've got we've got one coming to you this year f- with the lord of the rings if stack. you if you uh submit it to patreon and give us a dollar <laughs> 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 uh cool <laughs> Well, thank you all very much. Uh, If there's nothing else, anybody? Anybody? Yeah. No? All right. Then we will catch you next week, and we're excited to be back into season three. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.